Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. This is Anthony Robbins host of the reality is where filtering becomes extinct. This is Anthony Robbins host of the reality is where filtering becomes extinct. So we give y'all real, real long. <laughs> I've been lying for so long. I've been lying for so long. <laughs> Believe me, I'm probably a porno pornoologist. We cannot continue to deny women or minorities access to a system that has everything but their input. If you do or you don't, you do. Sometimes. Yeah, well, it's recording now. I don't even, I mean, I'm not going to do it. I don't even feel like doing a traditional introduction where it's like, hey, man, this is blah, 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 blah. Well, let me do it for you. Go ahead. What a world is Anthony Roberts of The Reality Is. And I have Miss Artesia Swindle here with me today. Yes, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you got to finish it. That was almost you got to do the you got to do the announcements. Oh man, I can't go off the top with the announcements though. <laughs> you got to be able to do it. The reality is it's now powered by Blog Talk Radio. Your voice, your independence, your platform. There we go. So join Blog Talk Radio today as they work to build a listener and podcaster-centric podcast ecosystem. That sounds sexy. Yeah, so that's who we sponsored by, man. You doing all right today? I am. It's been a minute since we did a podcast together. I know. A lot of people always asking me when are we going to do a podcast together. I think you'd be trying to keep me from the people. No, I think you keep yourself from the people. But I know uh, I had a friend hit me up on Instagram the other day, my homegirl, and she was actually talking about, she always posts like provocative posts on um, Instagram. And she posted one where, you know what, let me look up some. Let me look up some. Let me look up some. I don't know where this is going right now. Yeah, let me look up some. I'm, I'm trying to make sure because I'm a little inebriated today, so I'm trying to. Oh my God! It's only eleven thirty. Yeah, in the morning. How did you get there on a Sunday? <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is not right. Some people get places quicker than others. You know what I'm saying? It just depends on what you are uh, partaking in. Okay. And the things that you, you know, like to indulge in. I'll wait until after 12 for mine. Oh, okay. Tell me about that story with the Walmart man last week. Why are you talking about after 12? <laughs> what that happened? was just ridiculous. What happened with that, though? I went to do a quick store run. And while I was there, I decided to get some stuff for mimosas. And I didn't realize when I was going through self-checkout, I scanned my bottle of champagne. And I'm like, oh, this purchase is not allowed. So I'm asking the lady, I'm like, what's going on? She's like, oh, it's not 12 o'clock yet. So I look at my clock and I'm like, okay, I got about like 15 minutes. So I'm just going to go mosey around the store in like 15 minutes. Because I didn't want to come back to the store and I knew I wanted mimosas. Yeah, yeah. So she says, okay, yeah, let me take you over to customer service. We can suspend the transaction, whatever, whatever. Get to customer service Some little kid is like Oh my god People just be depending Way too much on alcohol She gonna wait 16 minutes For this little bottle of champagne Oh my god And mind you I can hear all of this yeah. While he's saying it So I'm looking first Cause I'm gonna give you a look That's gonna get you together But he just kept talking yeah. So then I'm like Are you really saying this right now? And he was like, uh, yeah, he was like, I just think people just depend too much on alcohol. I said, you don't even know me to judge me like that. Mm. He's like, well, I don't know what it's like because I'm not even 21 yet. I said, well, exactly. That's all I need to hear. Get more and shut the fuck up. So on another note, shout out to Gabe and Erica. You just 
had me tell my whole story. Yeah, and that's all you had to say. I already knew the story. I'm letting you tell the story for the people. I, I heard the story already. But I want to give a shout out before we jump into the podcast for Gabe and Erica. Um, they've been together for what, eight years? Eight years. And people, it is possible. And he finally, uh, I knew that shit was coming. <laughs> and he, they've been together for eight years and he finally proposed to her. He actually took her back to San, San Francisco. Golden Gate Bridge. And proposed to her. It's a nice ring, man. Yeah. So, Gabe, if you listen to this episode, Artesia will probably slide it to you to make sure you, to, that you actually listen Absolutely. to it, man. But congratulations. Uh, big ups to that, man. And, um, you know, I always feel like, depending on when you get married, depending on how you do the marriage is what makes people, it draws people into marriage. Like, to me, LeBron James... I know D-Wade did his thing, but D-Wade and, like, Chris Bosh, like, that whole little crew, when they had gotten married and everybody was getting married and booing up and doing their thing. Yeah, doing their thing. And it was like that. And they still do that to this day, but it's like, that shit makes being married look cool. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, instead of, yeah, exactly. Or just seeing three athletes just in a club, you know, steady scooping up thoughts. You know what I'm saying? Like, to see them be with their wives and be with their families and have fun doing it. Because I think that's one thing that scares me about marriage is, is it doesn't look fun to me. Fun is going to just get sucked out of life. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. It just Even when you look at commercials, everything about marriage, it just seems like you are signing your name off to all obligations that have nothing to do with you. That's awful. That's how I see marriage. <laughs> that's how I view marriage. It's well, unfortunate, but that's how I view it. Very unfortunate. Shout out to PK Subban uh, of the yes. Nashville. Um, I am now a Nashville Predators fan. Nashville Predators fan, yeah, man. I don't know if anybody else watched the E60 uh, documentary this morning with PK Subban, uh, who played currently played for Montreal. No, he used to play. Uh, used to play. Yeah, he used for. to play for Montreal and currently plays for Nashville uh, Predators, man. But you got to catch that, man. You can go to ESPN or E60.com and look at that episode. It, it aired today. But but after seeing his struggles and seeing how he came about and what he goes through and, you know, one of the things that they didn't like about PK in Montreal and just in the NHL period, it's kind of like what they don't like about the NFL and in, 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 in basketball, the, the NBA, the natural showmanship of black people. They will never say black people, but they don't like to see us do what we do. They don't want us to shine. So P.K. Subban is one of those guys who when he makes a goal, he celebrates, he's dancing around, he's tripping the fuck out, and his everybody loves him. And he 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 appreciates and he welcomes what the fuck was that? I have no idea. And he welcomes the competition and he's 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 braggadocious about it. But that's black people. I mean, we've always grew up dancing and 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 turning something bad a bad situation into a good situation. So, you know, it's only right that we celebrate. I know playing football growing up, we couldn't wear like visors. We couldn't do none of that celebrating in the end zone. No, that's religion. But you know, I signed my own paperwork. You know, I forged my mom's name with my left hand, and and we made it work. You know what I'm saying? I think football. I mean, sports. It's, it, it gives you that camaraderie that you don't get anywhere else, man. Mm-hmm. So shout out to PK Subban, man. We weren't trying to get off on to a, a big ass rant on that. Shout out to all the high school and college graduates. I refuse to celebrate children who have graduated in elementary school of any kind. All they gotta do is go in and add drink juice, shake hands, be nice in the sandbox, and move them on to the next grade. I'm not celebrating little knuckleheads who all they get to do is eat shit and eat shit and sleep and do math. And, and subtraction, you know, addition and subtraction, and we're gonna root these motherfuckers on. Every kid, and you know how basic it is. You know how basic it is for kids to graduate from uh, pre-K and 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 elementary, like first and second and third grade. What are the primary colors every time you see kids graduating in? Green is that what they? That's normally the the, the gown color, right? Them, they ain't shit. They ain't reached no level. When you get to high school, they start. You got red for the Panthers. You got black for the Bears and shit like that. But when you're in elementary and pre-K, they just get them motherfuckers green, meaning they don't know nothing in life. They're not prepared for anything. Everything is new to these motherfuckers. They're moving on to the next stage in their life. I ain't acknowledging them niggas until it's high school and college. I'm not acknowledging that shit. That's awful. Not at all. Not going to do it. But shout out to the, to, to, uh, the graduates. Well, I want to shout out everybody. Look, 
Everybody. <laughs> no, I'm not going that far. I want to give us a shout out. You know, we haven't celebrated our three year anniversary of the podcast. You know what I'm saying? We've been so busy that we've actually skipped over that. Uh, normally we have a party planned or a dinner or kind of yeah. get together or a live podcast, but I ain't really been feeling that this year, man. I've been kind of a hermit lately. Yeah. Sleeping under a rock, just doing my work, doing my, you know, what I got to do to try and push things forward and keep it moving. But I do want to say um, thanks to all the listeners who continue to listen and support the podcast. Um, the growth has been uh it's been real it's been appreciated you know because without you helping out the three years wouldn't have been here i remember do you remember the first time you sat in the studio with me up at uta Mm-hmm. You was ner- more nervous ever. I wasn't even on the mic. Yeah, I know, but you were still nervous just being in the room. But to grow from that to, you know, transition from that to Fishbowl and what it took to get on to Fishbowl and being at Fishbowl and mm-hmm. finally being in the studio and feeling like, damn, this is, you know, we moving to something else. And then being uh, selected for the Sharky Awards for Best po- best New Podcast at that moment in time. And just the, the things that transpired there with different partnerships, different co-hosts, different guests. You know, having the Saul Williams fiasco where we promoted Saul Williams and Saul Williams didn't even that show up or didn't. That was the first fucking big <laughs> letdown. And I think I stopped fucking with like celebrities at, at trying to interview them at that point in time. Yeah. Now, I, I, you especially know, especially just not waiting to promote. Yeah. I think that's the key lesson. Because we got, yeah, well, you know what? But when you Even get though a, they said that they were going to And they gave you a press package. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think when they, for me, in that moment, when they gave me a press package, that was the moment where I was like, okay, it's mm-hmm. dope. We can promote this. Yeah. And then it was crazy because I listened to one of Charlotte, I was listening to Breakfast Club and uh, Charlamagne was talking about one of the biggest things he learned when he first started radio was do not promote or put anything out until you have done the interview and then you can play the interview back later, which is what they do. Exactly. Is the concept to what they do now you know their interview their artists or the guests the day before and they put it on with the new show the next day because it's guaranteed anything can happen so Saul Williams I was perturbed at the time you know that it happened Um, and it kind of sucked because that was like your favorite poet that was my favorite and I I have all his books and I think you had bought me his new book and I have yet to read that bitch I love Saul Williams still to this day, but every time I reach to pick up U.S. of A. and open that book up and read that poetry book, I just be like, this nigga let me down. I'll be wish if it was a way like to be telepathic and like and get into his head and be like, you fucked me, bro. (laughs) But I get it. You know, we was on American time. He was on London time or European time or whatever that. uh, He said he totally blanked. Yeah, but it's all cool. And they want, you know, the funny thing about it is they wanted to do it again. Yeah. And I've always had a little cockiness in me because I was like, fuck that. I said, nah, fuck that. We're not going to do it. Because even though, even then we were a smaller podcast, mm-hmm. but to be where we are now, even though we're still smaller, we're growing. Mm-hmm. And I would like to think that we're probably one of the biggest in Dallas for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things that it's like, hey, I, I was petty. I said, fuck that. Yeah, you did. Don't call him. Don't text her back. Don't respond. And then, of course, I had to save face on my end. Yeah. Because I'm working from a totally different angle. So the only reason I, I did that. Burn a bridge. Yeah, and, and I get not burning a bridge, but I think because I am a realist, I almost I felt what my real thoughts were. I don't want them to feel like they can just pick us up and put us down because we're small potatoes right now. I get that. Because everybody is small potatoes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm if you, yeah, I'm not going, you ain't going to be able to put your dick out on me and make me suck that motherfucker. Jesus. If you pulling it out, I am not sucking the dick. <laughs> so, no. Not. No. So, I felt like, you know what I'm saying? We'll reach back out to them. I mean, not to be funny, we had a recent cancellation. You know, yeah. that, was, that was last minute. And we had they studio. Happened. Yeah, we had studio space and, and time set up for that. And, and, you know, they backed out last minute. And it's understandable. Shout out to the recording for being yeah. nice. Yeah. To get, that to, whole yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, we, we didn't want to waste your time. And we still will be doing business with the recordium. Um, so we definitely appreciate that. We'll definitely be doing that. What are some of your fondest memories of the podcast since we've been doing this? Um, I think the events, like the pay for me, yeah. working behind the scenes, mm-hmm. like seeing everything come together and hearing how much people enjoyed them and looking forward to the next event, like that was a huge payoff for me. Um, some other times are like the times that we podcast together. I enjoy those moments mm-hmm. um, because I never, I never thought that I would be on the mic. So for me, that was kind of like a, a definite step slurred. outside of my comfort zone. Yeah, it was. I think um, one of the things. See, you see how that changed. Mm-hmm. It got a little more quiet. Mm-hmm. The refrigerator went off. The air went off. 
And it just sounds real cool. See how my voice dropped? Yeah. Now, lady. No, I don't even know. But uh, yeah, man, I, some of my fondest memories. Honestly, I, it was dope as fuck when when we had about fifteen people on the squad. Was it was really dope. It, it at the beginning. I wasn't done. Okay. At the beginning, <laughs> it was exhausting. Yeah, it, it became exhausting. Yeah. At the beginning, it was dope because it's like, damn, you know, the brand is picking up. People are picking yeah. up, and you know, and then it's like, not to be funny, when you have fifteen people there, then you have and and they have input. Then the people that's behind the mic, they want other people to hear. So, of mm-hmm. course, you get that extra listenership. And then you have people that are helping create content that's like, hey, well, check this out because this is what I did. You know, so at the time when it first started out and having a crew of 15 deep and the studio being full all the time and having fun, like it was fun. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Fun. Taking pictures. Of sh- we used to have alcohol in the studio. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's tripping. Having alcohol, tripping <laughs> out, man. Two hours, you know, two hours on the air where people can listen in live and call in. Like the shit was amazing. Yeah. Uh, um, it was fun you know it was fun to have people who was there recording video footage and uh, doing it off their phone and audio and pictures and like the shit was dope but like you said it did become um, you know strenuous which Mm -hmm. was the change when we started shifting from fishbowl Mm -hmm. to being where we are now and then the funny thing about that is we took a chance Mm -hmm. and left you know and a lot of people don't know but like for me like I have debt for investing, you know, in the equipment that it took to do the podcast. But you know what? It's 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 been tough days, but when I look back at it, it's like, damn, this shit is amazing to be able to do this. Like I say, to create a legacy and have a catalog of work that if I die tomorrow, you could I could possibly be discovered. Mm-hmm. Whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether it's somebody just, whether it's just regular people sitting around and it never takes off and people just listen and be like, damn, this dude was pretty crazy yeah. or this dude was pretty funny or this dude was pretty stupid, you know, because I can be stupid, ignorant, smart. I could be, you know, an a philosopher, <laughs> you know, I wasn't going to say an asshole, but I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we'll take it. But no, yeah, when it died off, it's, it's, but, but I think the thing that keeps me doing this is those little emails and those text messages oh, yeah. and that stuff when people be like, hey, man, dope podcast. Or even when I feel like it was a shitty podcast, people are like, oh, man. Yeah, those be the ones that more people hype you up. Yeah, you be like, that yeah, shit. It's like, it's like not, it's not to be funny. It's like for a female and like for a male going to, like going to the store oh, yeah. and you're just trying to get in and out. You look like shit. You feel like you look like shit, but everybody's staring and looking at you like, or trying to holler at you and you're like, this whole thing? Yeah. I know all about it. She's fucking stupid. <laughs> so you know, that's one of them things, man. It's just, it's been, but it's been, it's been amazing. I was reading uh, podcasting colors Twitter the other day, and she said that she said I'm paraphrasing it, but she said something to the effect that so many people want to be the big name or the big host on podcasting, and she was like, I'm starting to listen to a lot of podcasts. And people aren't even getting past like five and ten episodes. Mm-hmm. And in the pod world, if you don't get to twenty episodes, they call it a pod fade. Mm-hmm. And I think those are the people who come in and like we've talked about, they come in and it's they want to ride the wave of a podcast and of hearing people say we're listening to you. You know what I'm saying? I, I think you can't get caught up in that. My mentor, Julian Rodriguez, shout out to him, man. I remember when I first got into this and just doing it, period. He was like, don't do it for the numbers. Mm-hmm. He was like, I know we're in a society where, and he was my professor, and he's like, I know that we taught you about analytics and data, and it is numbers driven, especially in this day and time. But he was like, I'm telling you, stick to the content that you're true, that's true to you, and that you understand, and things will change. Yeah. I think podcasting is just like, um, it's taking over just like blogging was a few years ago. Yeah. Because now it seems like most bloggers have transitioned to calling themselves infopreneurs. And most of the advice that they give other people that's looking to get their name out there is the first thing on the list is always start a podcast. You know what I want to do? I want to I want to sit down and talk to a white head of marketing and a black head of marketing. And the reason being is because I want to know why is it so easy outside of the obvious why is it so easy for white bloggers and white podcasters to become famous in those arenas seemingly Mm -hmm. than blacks or any other race why is it that when it's like when a white person says something it's gold it's taken as golden i mean that's just how society that's how it's always been Mm -hmm. but how do you change that narrative 
I mean, that's a part of what helps to contribute to it because the only way you're going to ever change it is by having the fortitude and enough dedication to keep working at it. And I think that's a lot of times black people get discouraged because they're not taking off as quickly as some of their other counterparts. But if you give up, then you'll never know what could happen. And I do be I do believe in believing in yourself and doing the things. I I have a friend who has a podcast and it's a it's a pretty good podcast. And um, he's selling his own iTunes. I know you can sell podcasts. Yeah, through the iTunes store. So you can sell them. Uh, you know, Bill O'Reilly, he's going to do a podcast once he gets back on the air. And it's, mm-hmm. he's going to think it's like $50 or uh, $50 a year for a subscription. Okay. So I think that's what he's working towards. And I'm like, and it's nothing against that. But I feel like you have to have a name like a Bill O'Reilly mm-hmm. or you have to have something or a, a listenership. When you have people because his lane of podcasting is kind of like Charlamagne the Guy on Breakfast Club. So it's kind of like if why my my whole mindset is why would people buy that don't you think do you think that most black um podcasters or people that's interested in it try to model themselves after Charlemagne? is he the only like black podcaster that most people look up to or i don't know because it's funny for me because i've heard like when people talk about me and my podcast they'd be like i've heard people be like you're kind of like Charlemagne, and then yourself and i'm like i don't see how i'm like him outside of just telling the truth but anything that's related to people just keeping it real i think you're gonna get that related to it yeah and that's why I didn't take offense to it but my whole thing was I don't want to sound like Charlemagne I don't want to be close to Charlemagne like that like you know as far as uh, traits of how I podcast or how I record but no I definitely have respect for him but definitely I look up I I look up and respect Charlemagne because he's one of the first in his lane to do what he's doing the way he's doing it on the level in which he's doing it I'm more of a Howard Stern who talks about everything and anything and doesn't mind debating or just you know having great dialogue with anybody from any walk of life that's how I see myself that's just me period yeah I know I just asked that because um it seems like if everybody's coming into the field with the same mindset then what's gonna set people apart that's why I was asking that well, if you read this article on uh, Blavity, I forgot the name of the article, but it looked back about two weeks ago and it talks about why black podcasters are so dope. I think that was on Blavity. It was written yeah. by somebody else, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but they had it on there. Let me sip some of this tea. Give me two seconds. <sighs> My throat is so parched this morning. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You wanted to talk about Ezekiel Elliott, man. What's what's going on with Ezekiel? Now, this is all you, so you're going to have to tell me what the hell's going on. No, I... I- I reached out to you because I was watching the news like I always do and they had a story about an incident that he was involved in now when I saw the headline I thought it was like something major so of course I'm tuned in because I'm like what's going on now and the incident was basically he did a charity event he left and went to a bar in uptown Mm -hmm. and when he was leaving him and his friend were rear-ended that really has nothing to do with him. Like, he was involved, yeah. but it wasn't his fault. Mm-hmm. And so he's catching all this flag, like, from people saying, oh, he's been involved in too many off-the-field incidents. Like, I mean, is he not allowed to live his life? And his mom even kind of came to his defense on Twitter, and she was like, it just seems like he can't even fart without it being news. Yeah. Like, what's really going on? Well, I mean, I think it's one of them things where... It, uh, I forgot, excuse me, I forgot the guy's name who had an issue with college basketball players being able to, you know, basketball players being able to skip college and go straight to the NBA and make money. Mm -hmm. As long as young black men are being made millionaires off a God-given talent that most people don't have outside of our culture, there will always be a spotlight and cause for speculation to change or downplay or criticize black athletes. It's not right. No. But it's the truth, and that's what it is. I think it's in general. I think celebrities and athletes get too much pressure applied, you know, put on them from people that's not even doing anything like... And in that position, <laughs> if you give me fucking $15 million right now, a year at 34, even though I'm a little bit more seasoned, middle-aged man, mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm going to make some mistakes. I'm sure you will do. At least two or three. <laughs> I count a little bit more than that. <laughs> I mean, you're going to make some mistakes. I mean, you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. Everybody's at your beck and call. You're already rich, and we already know rich people get more free shit Mm -hmm. than people who actually need it. 
that's me. Personal takeaways for the month, man. You did a, a write up on your on your blog uh, at noartesia.com. You know, if you want to check out and some I stuff, I thought that it would be good for you to also share some of your personal takeaways from the month. So you had one section, and if I think of some as I'm talking to you and then talking to you about your blogging skills, then. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you something or if you feel like there's something that I should have took away you can tell me so indecisiveness leads to procrastination that was one of the things you wrote about why did indecisiveness lead to procrastination for you in this month because I just went through this really weird phase where I was super indecisive mm -hmm. and it caused me to procrastinate a lot during the month and I mean, that was just kind of something that the month reminded me. I always do like month end checks because mm -hmm. you set goals for yourself throughout the year. So in order to hold myself accountable, I do month end checks. And so I don't even think about it, stuff like that. And that's why I brought it up to you, because especially with everything that you're trying to work towards and accomplish, I think it might it might benefit you more to have some kind of accountability system in place i've been i mean i feel like i like in what like as, as in what? like a personal account accountability session because mm -hmm. for me it's easy for me to look at you and, and tell you something but yeah. until you realize it yourself mm -hmm. it's not really gonna, you're gonna think oh you're always talking about this or whatever but when you take the time to really reflect yourself I mean, you're only forced to deal with certain things, accept them, and figure out how to move forward. I, I mean, I agree with the indecisiveness, but I feel like I'm indecisive all the time. I'm indecisive because for me right now in this period of my life, I literally feel like I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. Only time I feel normal is when I'm podcasting. And you know this. Mm -hmm. Hence the reason I podcast so much. If I loved the sound of my own voice, I would do podcasts every other day by myself. Mm -hmm. But I just don't think nobody wants to hear what the fuck I got to say when I'm talking to myself. You might be surprised, but I, am, I, I don't want to do that. Does that indecisiveness hinder you from actually accomplishing your goals? Well, I don't know if marriage is a goal. No, but I'm I, not talking about well, I'm, I'm just, But I'm going through. Oh, all, I'm okay. just going through all of mine. I don't know if marriage is a goal, but I know I have indecisiveness or an indecisive spirit when it comes to commitment mm -hmm. and relationships. I mean, you know this because I am in a relationship with you. Mm -hmm. But, I, I, I mean, I don't know how to change it. And I, as I was pointing out in my blog, you just have to actively continue to work on it. Yeah, which my indecisiveness, because I've been saying I'm going to give me a counselor. I went to yours. And I provided with you. you with yeah, your you own did. as well. Yeah, you provided me with my own information, and that's that where the indecisiveness turns into procrastination. For one reason, though, like, I, I want to go and do therapy again. I haven't done it in a while mm -hmm. uh, outside of me going with you the times I've went with you. But the mm -hmm. thing about it is, for me, there are things in my head that I know when I tell them, I know therapy, you, you get a therapist to not feel like you're being judged and somebody who's not biased, but I still feel like if I get a woman that's sitting in front of me, like let's just say if it's a white woman and I go in and I talk about how sexual I feel I am or how frustrated I may feel like I am, then does she think it I tie into the black male aggressive over hypersexual stereotype? And then if it's a black woman that's sitting across from me, does she literally think in her subconscious mind, this nigga is just like the rest to these niggas who want to fuck if it's a white male is it going to be him looking at me saying this is that primal nature that we always said they like that's yeah. how I feel about it and I'm not saying that's what would happen I think that's the good thing about going to somebody who's a professional because even though those may very well be thoughts they have in their head you're not going to know that so even in those moments, you're not going to feel judgment. Now, personally, I would never go and sit across from a white male or female counselor. All of my counselors are or have been black. Yeah. And I prefer that just because I feel like there's more of a connection there. And they understand you. Mm -hmm. So the next one was staying true to who you are and always pays off in the end. Stay true to who you are. It always pays off in the end. That was another thing that you wrote about for personal takeaways for the month of May. Why the fuck are you looking at me like uh, that? Because you just sound like, I don't know what this sounds like, but it's funny to me. Oh, the way I'm talking? Yeah. I'm just relaxed, man. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> I don't know. A hell of a lot. Um, no, I mean, I think people should appreciate that. Normally, I'm, you know, loud and rambunctious. So now yeah, today. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Well, I hope it doesn't scare off the listeners from this episode. I hope not either. You know, I rarely get to come and be on the podcast. So, um, but no, I shared that on the blog because um, earlier this month, I had an accident, car accident involving an 18-wheeler, and everybody was 
immediately like get that money girl i just got hit.com and all this other stuff like that (laughs) and when the accident happened of course it was scary because all i saw was this big truck about to hit me but then when i got out the car to look at the damage i'm like this is it i'm like thank god you know yeah it could have been much worse yeah and the driver he got out he was super apologetic and i like to consider myself a good judge of character So I just felt something genuine in his spirit. And because I wasn't like super, like I wasn't injured or anything like that. I was just like freaked out. Yeah. But I waited, you know, a couple of days just to make sure nothing would happen Mm -hmm. and nothing ever happened. So at this point I'm like, no, I'm I'm not going to run into the people telling me, girl, you better play like you got hurt. You better do this. So what about people? And what about people going? Because a lot of people may feel like, you know, the system is always fucking us. So why not fuck the system? Because I I think you were thinking as in that individual and what the damages could be for him. If yeah, you hit him I, with I a suit was, as so opposed to hitting the whole entity that exactly. is the co- trucking company. But like I said, you have to use your own personal judgment. Like nobody was there with me on the scene. Nobody was there when I was interacting with the company. Yeah. Granted, everything wasn't just dealing with the individual. Yeah. But, you know, I did have to come in contact with the trucking company. And I never once got a feeling like they were going to try to sc- screw me. Yeah. Now, had that been the case, I would have came yeah. guns blazing like we're going to get this squared away. But... That wasn't the case. That's why I said you can't just always go off what people tell you because yeah. people are going to tell you things based on things that they have experienced in their experiences alone. Yeah. But you have to make your own decisions. And, I, you know, I think I told you because I know when you told me, I was like, yeah, definitely get some money. But I think because last year, what, around September, October mm-hmm. or maybe a little bit more towards the summer, I was driving and I got rear ended by a guy in a truck mm-hmm. coming off the expressway. Now, we all know I, well, everybody doesn't know, but I have muscle spasms from time to time. Mm-hmm. So when he hit me in the back that time, I literally locked up and I had to let my seat all the way back to lay back mm-hmm. to like extend my body to keep the pressure from being in my stomach because from one to 10, it was a 12. Yeah. You know, and when the guy came, he was very apologetic and he's like, hey, do you need an ambulance? And I'm like, nah, you know, I have spasms in my stomach. The wreck just kind of offset it. Let me lay here for a minute. Mm-hmm. Lay there by 15 minutes. We exchanged information. I got out, took pictures, blah, blah, blah. Should have took the ambulance because it was worse than I thought. Mm-hmm. Went to the chiropractor. The chiropractor was immediately trying to push me mm-hmm. to sue this guy and get money. And I felt like you, you know, I was like, you know what? This just seems all about the dollar as opposed yeah. to them actually trying to help me get better. My stomach is still not perfect to this day because of that. I wasn't fucking for a, a couple of weeks and, or maybe even months, not even strong. When I did, I was cramping up in five minutes because my stomach, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I didn't know the effects of me, of my accident until after the fact. Case. Yeah. And, and then I when think. they reached out to him, yeah. he wasn't even answering the phone call. He was talking about he out of town and shit. So for yeah. me, I was thinking from a perspective of I should have got money because they tried to fuck mm-hmm. me. So fuck them before they fuck you yeah and see the thing about me is even when i called to report the accident they had already reported it and the driver had already admitted fault yeah. like had it been a situation like yours where they were saying they couldn't get in touch with him now i've been like okay let me call my attorney or yeah. whatever the case may be yeah but i just think that people need to um always remember how important it is to make your own decisions you know it's it's okay to get advice from other people yeah. but ultimately let the final decision be yours I'm willing to help and ask for help. Be willing to help. As much as I'm willing to help. I didn't write all of it down. <laughs> I didn't write. I just, you know, I'm I tried like, to, what? I tried to shorthand the shit. So what is it? What's the you third bullet point? Shit out of that. Um, as much as I'm willing to help, it's okay to um, ask, ask for, for help. help as well. So where did you come from that? Where did well, you get? That happened when you and I, we went to brunch for Mother's Day with um, Brandon. Oh, yeah. His yeah. Family. And we were, you know, they asked us, I think they asked us how business was going or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we both kind of ended up venting a little bit yeah. to say oh man you know it's good but it's hectic great. Like, yeah. you know we doing all this stuff by ourselves and then they kind of just was like have you asked us for help and it was like the most obvious question Yeah. but for me I'm still a work in progress when it comes to accepting help from other people And well, I, from that conversation I thought it was more so of how could they help yeah and it's not one of those things that where you don't you know like you say you do feel like you know family and friends you should be able to ask for help but in the in the sense of a podcast and how they could help it's hard to say 
I have a place for you. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say that, hey, you could do this. And we know some people may not be as consistent, not because they're not willing to, mm-hmm. but their lives call for other things. You know what I'm saying? And then some people may not be as savvy as we need them to be in a particular field. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, as well as it was easy for them to say that, it wasn't that easy just to do it. No, but that was just the reminder that I got from yeah. the whole conversation. Because it, a lot of times some of this stuff can be resolved, whether you need me to sit, sit down and go through step by step with you how I need you to do it as long as you're able to do that then yeah that's a load off my shoulders but it's one of those situations a lot of times we get caught up especially when we're trying to um, start something it's like our baby so you don't really want to delegate certain tasks to people who may not take it as serious as you're going to take it exactly but the reason I sorry about the pause. So when you when when I read that, it made me think about what I wrote yesterday on Facebook. And I said, in a crowd of takers, keep giving and giving and then ask. You'll create a better surrounding circle by giving and not always looking to take. The circle may be smaller, but that circle will come with consistency and reciprocity. Believe that. And the reason I say that is because. Like I said, when we had the crew of 15, we had 15 people, 15 bodies. And that's it. <laughs> We have 15 bodies with 15 different personalities. To manage all of that, I feel like where I went wrong in that moment was I should have been more assertive. You didn't stay true to yourself. I really didn't, because normally I'm like, get the fuck out of here. You're going to do this shit the right way, or you're not going to fucking do it at all. If you're not going to fucking do it at all, then fuck that. And then I didn't say that. And then when I didn't say it, when I did say what I needed to say, it was just like, cut it, cut it. Yeah. Cut it. Just cut everybody off. Like months of built up tension. Yeah. Get them out of here. Boom. Fuck you. You're fuck done. you. You're fuck done. you. You're cool. You know, and it's, it's and you I'm never want to hang around, but then you fucked up too. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you just waiting to cut people off and it's just, you know, like I said, I got love for everybody, man, that was here and, and, and that's gone. But you know, it's, it's just clearly, this is not where they want it to be as I went on, the, you know, so, Hey, thank you. Thank you for your uh, journal entry. That was amazing. So we got a few listener questions. Um, She didn't want me to say her name, but she's a listener from New York, uh, anonymous. And one of her questions said online dating. She gave us two questions. Mm -hmm. She gave us four, but I'm going to do two today. Online dating. Is it worth it? Do men really take it as serious as women do? Now, you've never online dating, but I've never online dated for that reason. And just for reasons that I prefer to meet people the old-fashioned way. Face-to-face. Yeah. But I definitely don't think guys take it seriously. I mean, I've heard other guys and watched guys scroll, swipe left and right on yeah. their apps and be like, oh, yeah, I'll fuck the shit out of her. Yeah. Or, yeah. So I don't think guys take it seriously. Yeah. Well, I think if you're on Tinder, then... You're definitely wasting your time because we know what Tinder is. We know plenty, t- of fish. plenty of fish. You know, if you're gay, if you're on like Grinder or some shit like that, or ain't that what it is? <laughs> I just went blank, but I think that. Yeah, I think it's Grinder. But you know, it's like when you're going to websites like that for dating, that's just straight up hookup. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, I think I've said it on the podcast before the two times that I did use it, one was after a heartbreak, and another one was just honestly to get different pussy because it's your, easy. I know your picture's still out there, right? I don't know. I ain't been online. I, ain't, I mean, if it is, it's so am I still getting some hits? It's Shit. so funny though. Let me tell you because you am I still getting some hits on this local celeb, like local yeah. figure status? Yeah, I get people that send me stuff. And I'm like, why are you sending me this? Like, we don't even talk on the day to day. Like, you're not one of my closest friends. Sending you stuff but like what? I got what? a cute little screenshot. So you back in the day, like one of your older pictures on this um, dating website. And I was like, oh, I remember that. That was like back when we first started talking. <laughs> Somebody sent you a screenshot. Yes. Mm. I don't, you know, because I, I tell people all the time, like, yeah, when you go on there, you could take it. You could delete your thing. I don't know. I don't even think I deleted all my shit. It was just one of the things you stopped paying the fee. Mm-hmm. And it like back in the day, it was like if somebody didn't pay, it was a picture and you could click on it, but you couldn't send them nothing because they weren't a paid user. Mm-hmm. So it's like you could send them some like little wink email, but they would still have to pay. Yeah. When you come back in there, you still got to pay to it's see too that. Much. That's why I don't even do. I don't even get involved with that. It's too much. I think it's funny that you get screen. Screenshots like I that. I get screenshots. I get text messages as if I wasn't sitting here when you did a certain podcast. Like, like, girl, did you know that yeah. you said such and such on a podcast? Yeah, bitch, I was there. Like, yeah. it's funny. <laughs> yeah, people always looking for something, man. <laughs> I, 
started to say something, but I'll just leave it alone. So the next question, she said, is sexy and physical contact uh, that important to men? How do men feel about a woman that has to warm up to things? And is being a freak, uh, is being a freak straight out the gate better? Well, I think it's okay to be a freak straight out the gate. Yeah. I think it's I think it's okay if you like fucking what's wrong with that. As long as y'all on the same level and wave and y'all cool with that and it's an understanding. And I definitely think sex is important. I've learned that the hard way. <laughs> like shit you <laughs> have. <laughs> I mean, sex is important. People don't understand. <laughs> sex is important. It, a marriage won't last without just it. Just because it's like for me sex is not out, you know, sex is not on my top agenda yeah but just because it's not for you doesn't mean it's not that important for somebody else and that's what i mean when i say i've learned that i don't date black women because every black woman in harlem is in it because of me okay somebody did a quote i was like what the fuck is this i'm scrolling through facebook while you're talking but i'm still listening to you okay but i just need to clarify that's how i learned that so are you physically when you so the other question she had is sex is sexy and physical contact that important to men. It is that important to men um, because that's all we see. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if you go on a date with us and you put lipstick to on your lips to give you that pop. Pop. You know what I'm saying? And, or you wore a dress that it, it accentuates. Accentuates. That's the word I was looking for the first time. But it, it, yeah, the curves. You know what I'm saying? Like, what else are we supposed to be looking at? Into your heart? Mm-hmm. Into your brain? We get that when we sit down at the table with you. You know, when we first see you, it's like, damn, she fine. But that also depends on the kind of guy that you are as well. Because yeah. a lot of guys will sit down with a woman that may be educated, but they still won't look, won't acknowledge that. They're just busy focused on the sexual. Well, I think that's up to the woman at that point to back away from that situation and say, well, you know what? This is not yeah. for me. This is not what I want. But yes, to answer your question, is sexy and physical contact the most important uh, to men? In the beginning, yes. Later on, it shouldn't be. What are some warning signs women should be aware of when trying to meet someone new? It's all you, bro. You a woman, so you could tell your perspective first, and warning then I'll give mine. Signs. What do you look for in a man? I look for somebody that's, first of all... Because this me and you didn't come about the traditional route, so... No, we didn't. I look for someone that um, is attractive intelligent ambitious like there has to be like something about this person something that you can't really put your finger on but it's just really it's there that's what i like something that intrigues me and keeps me intrigued because i get bored really quick well for me i think the warning signs for women that women should pay attention to how aggressive is he in his approach Mm -hmm. and how quick is he to talk about sex like bring that up yes that's a major turn off yeah my mom just told me about that like a week ago. Like, and that's like running rampant these days. Because it's so easy. Women make it this easy. Social media, women, whatever, whatever you want to call women it. Women and Some social media makes it easy. It's not going to stop, though. This is one of the points in my life where I used to always be like, when people would be like, oh, the world got it. The, the world is coming to an end. Well, you look back and you'd be like, well, they've been saying that shit for years. But I do look at it now and be like, what? how much worse can it get? It's a great time to be alive, as Drake said. <laughs> but at this point in time, it's like shit has gotten out of hand. Yeah. I mean, when I go to the gym, I've been saying it to you the last couple of weeks. Every gym I go to, it don't matter. It's like the gays outnumber the women mm-hmm. and the men. Mm-hmm. I went to go get a smoothie yesterday. <laughs> And because the speaker was fucked up at Smoothie King, we was kind of debating back and forth, and his voice was sounded subtle. <clears throat> but after the repeating, it started kind of sounding like me. So when I got to the window, I was expecting me. When I got to the window, and I was like, oh, she's cute. She was light-skinned, had a long-ass ponytail. And then it was like, you know, the Hulk smash green glove you could put on? <laughs> And it's like when the window opened up for him to take my card, it was like a big ass hand and knuckles came out. And I was like, I looked at his hands and I looked at his face and I looked at his hand and I looked at her face and I said, that ain't your hand, Pam. (laughs) That ain't your, you know, you ain't Pam, Tammy. You ain't Tammy, Pam. That ain't your hand, man. Then that nigga said, oh, you look cute. I like your hair. Had to do one of them hard swallows, like, uh, thank you. I mean, I didn't want to be rude and be like, man, no, fuck you. you. Yeah, because it's just like, thanks, man. 
But it kind of shook me for a minute. Yeah, you have to be ready. And I ordered the 32 ounce. So even if I didn't see his hand when he palmed <laughs> my drink and his, I saw his knuckles on the front side and not his nails. Yeah. I was like, that ain't a woman's hand. This movie can't go leave me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know. He was open. That's the one with a drive through though. The other ones you got to walk in. They got a new one. If it ain't a drive through I don't it's want a, it. It's a new drive through No. Well, hey, that shit happened. I don't even know what else we got to talk about. <laughs> I think we've talked long enough. One last question. Somebody asked me this the other day. They said, when do you think that your girlfriend got emotionally attached to you? What? what and and I said, let me what ask. I said, that's a good question. Somebody else was doing a podcast, and they asked me the question because that was one of their questions okay. on the podcast. And so I said, I'm going to ask you. think it happened? I'm asking you. You, you don't ask a question with a question. No, you don't answer a question they with a question. Asked you that question, so what was no, I'm asking you. I said I don't know. I mean, because you're an emotional person, and you're also kind of is evasive the word yes. with your feelings and your emotions, mm-hmm. especially at the beginning. So for me, I really don't know. I mean, I could tell a story that I may have thought that you were emotional because you allowed me to do something. No, you don't want me to. <laughs> that ain't the story you want me to tell. <laughs> I just made a couple of hand. I just got a couple. I just made a couple of hand motions, and it was like, yeah, you, yeah, that ain't the story. I'm pretty sure you don't want me to tell no, because you were evasive with your stories in your personal life. <laughs> so, like I said, for me, I don't know. But when, when yeah, it was it, for you, it definitely wasn't at that moment. Okay, so what happened? Do you know when the moment was where you started looking at it like, you know, I really, I like this guy. I think I could do this for a little bit. Well, I initially like started to feel that like I like you. It was probably maybe around around the time that I finally gave it up. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember the first time. Yeah, but then it, it didn't, like, grow until I had been around your family, like, trips <laughs> back home. I always think about the first time we had sex. You were trying to get <laughs> You want to try to get that motherfucker up. I feel like I was raping you. I'm like, God oh damn. But God. <laughs> you giving me this motherfucker or you not? Like, what? Yeah, you giving me the googly eyes. You taking off your clothes. Your panties ain't on. Why your legs so goddamn tight? Like, release yourself. What the fuck? Yeah. You do know. Anyway. Yeah. And I stayed away for a little while because I was like, I ain't got time for this shit. I don't see how rapists get on hard when they're raping somebody. But that's just, that was like a sign that kind of showed how important, that, like how much I value that. Okay. And so for me to give that to you, okay. it's like, this is it. Like, I'm all in. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't see how rapists rape people, because if somebody is pushing I, I me back, with you compared to no, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying it made me think about that. Like, you know, because there's been times we watch movies and I'm like, how is a dude yeah. getting on hard raping people? You have to literally be some kind of off in yeah. the head. Like my mom always says, your cheese must have slid off your cracker. You know what I'm saying? Type shit for you to be like, yeah, my dick gonna get hard as she's telling me, no, I don't want this and scratching and clawing at me. Yeah. <sighs> I don't want no parts of that. Don't want none. So, man, what we got upcoming for, uh, for the next podcast? I don't know what's going on right now. <laughs> something, something ain't right right now. I don't know what's going on. It's you. It's my equilibrium feel kind of off. Oh, my God. So, we are looking for new guests and new guest co-hosts to interview. So, be sure to hit us up at info at therealityis.com. That's info at T-H-A, the reality is. We're still offering slots for advertising, which includes shout-outs on your information throughout the podcast. If you have a logo or a mission statement, we'll post it on our social media sites and web pages, and we guarantee your information will be seen or heard by thousands of listeners. Not 1,000, not 2,000, not 3,000. And I'm not and just stopping before. On a monthly basis. On a monthly basis. We got thousands of listeners. Shout out to Blog Talk Radio that's helped us get to this plateau and we're hoping to jump and go to another plateau. So uh, hit us up at info at therealityis.com. We can talk prices and everything. We're still working on that part of it. But as you can see, we already have some sponsors and advertisers that you hear when you listen on Stitcher and iTunes. Uh, and on Blog Talk, why are you making that stewed face? Because you say we're still working on their part of it. No, the prices are set. Just email us your interest. Okay, well, see, that's your part of the business. <laughs> I haven't done that. 
So I didn't know, uh, you know, what was going on. I feel good, man, doing it in my, you know, I got my tea right here. Got my Notre Dame, you know, robe on. You're making me high. Got my uh, Notre Dame pants on, you know what I'm saying? Just it's so, It feels so good. Shout out to Rachel, man, Rachel Garrett. Shout out to Anthony Moore, man. Feel good just to sit here and podcast from home, not in no studio. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got no underwear on. I'm sure they wanted to know that. You are so funny. <laughs> Everybody likes when I do a podcast with you, but you are a traditional girlfriend with slight shade. Huh? <laughs> slight shade, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Tell them where they can find you at for social media and all your consulting needs. I am uniformly branded across social media. Mm-hmm. No Artesia, that's K-N-O-W-A-R-T-E-S-I-A. That's why people think you don't talk like that all the time. What? Don't let her poo, don't let her fool y'all people. I don't talk like what? You don't sound like that all the time. K this no artesia dot com. K N O W A bitch. That's called being able to turn it on. And turn it off. Well turn it the fuck off. <laughs> we out of here, man. Always remember to inhale courage to excel success. Y'all enjoy y'all Sunday and be safe out here on these barbecue grills. If you fucking with that propane. That's what I need to know. See, that's the problem with niggas right now. (laughs) Niggas always want to know who house to go to instead of getting your coins together and inviting people over. Take, 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 take. No, we got to give something. You know how many times we have hosted? Yes. How many times we have contributed yes. financially? Yes. So I feel like I'm in a my money, my money, my money. Ain't nothing worse than motherfuckers be like, oh, I'm going to bring the juice. <laughs> Don't bring If you got a motherfucker, <laughs> when you send out the fly for a get together and that nigga say, I got the plates or the silverware or the cups <laughs> or the ice, those are the people that you shouldn't expect anything from. Nope. And on the next party, that's when you reach out to them first and say, hey, I need you to get three racks of ribs. <laughs> Or two packs of Earl Campbell's and some soda. Matter of fact, don't nobody even have to give me a plate. Just let me know who barbecue is so I can slide through with my meat and throw it on the grill. Mm-hmm. Let me slide through with my meat and throw it on the grill. Everything can be taken in sexual references. Let me take my when meat and throw you, it yes, on the grill. <laughs> yes. So, I'll do you one better. I don't have to ask for a plate. What you gonna do? I said, just let me know who barbecue is so I can slide through with my meat and throw Put it on the grill. That's what I'm gonna name this podcast. Slide through with my meat and throw it on the grill. Happy Memorial Day. You welcome. Always remember. To excel success and we out of this bitch. And we out of this bitch. And we out of this bitch. Shout out to Frank. Dim the lights. Oh, it's a vibe, yeah. Get high. It's a vibe. Oh, it's a vibe, yeah. It's a vibe. Don't you lie. Your pussy dripping, gushing, dripping down your thighs. It's a vibe. Get high. Digging deep while I'm looking <laughs> Every relationship has its rocky times. We gotta get down and get up and get on down. I don't know what the hell is going on. <laughs> Okay, so I got the ambience, just where I want it. And if you get paid, it's solely based on your performance. My ego is enormous, like my crib in California. If you ain't got no heart, man, you're gonna need a donor. Now I said I'm from the corner of the ATL. Well, we got that clientele, avoid paper trails. Broke so many bells down that I'm shell shocked. I hail Glocks. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Sweating in bed keeping you up at night? Whoa, get your mind out of the gutter. This isn't that kind of commercial. You need the cooling power of purple. The mattress, that is. 
it's comfort reinvented. Thanks to the Purple Grid. It allows air to flow through, so you sleep cool and comfortable all night long. And it flexes and cushions no matter what position you sleep in. Hmm, maybe it is that kind of commercial. Anyway, save up to $400 on select Purple mattresses and bedding bundles. Get yours at purple.com slash sleep in. Terms apply.